Thank you for tuning in at Ravenna Assembly of God. We hope you enjoy this message and are blessed from it. If you want to tune in to more messages, log on to RavennaAG.com and search under the media tab. Thank you and God bless. All the moms here, hey, we hear you. We really do. Take a look. We hear you, Mom. We always have. Because you have a special way of saying things. Things like, don't touch that. What happened to this womb? I don't care what kind of phone they have. Because I love you, that's why. I'm not asking you again. Get back in there and brush them right. No, I don't want to see the trick you can do with your eyelids. Can anybody flush around here? Leftovers. Deal with it. You can keep asking, but the answer is still no. I'm in the bathroom! Please just give me one minute. You are 16. For the love of all that is holy, put on some clothes. Three dozen cupcakes by when? Math homework. Yay. Let's both take a deep breath. When's the last time you took a shower? Please do not like me. Not fair. The fair comes in October. It's a good thing you're cute. Did you wash your hands? How can we be out? I just bought a whole week's worth of groceries. You cut what with the good scissors? That was your teacher on the phone. Why pay that kind of money when I can sew you a dress? I believe in you. You can do this. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. God has a great plan and a big purpose for your life. Don't forget that. Hey, Mom, we do hear you. Now heal us. We love you. We're so thankful for all the things you say. And all that you do for us. Even if we don't always show it. Happy Mother's Day. Now get to bed, I'm tired. <laughs> Amen. Do we have all of our ladies who are 18 years of age and, and older just stand for a moment? Every lady that's in this place here this morning. And could we just say thank you to these ladies and for all that they continue to do and be? Amen. Amen. <laughs> oh, the, the, the guys are really hoping they'll be able to get out of trouble this morning with that. Anyways, you may be seated. Thank you, thank you, thank you. How, how many know that we can learn a lot about God's heart? And about spiritual leadership from the heart of a mother. There's just no two ways about that. This morning, as, as we say, Happy Mother's Day, what I want to talk about briefly here this morning and to share with you is, and I've titled this, Guardians of the Heart, because that's what moms are. They are guardians of the heart. Um, this is probably one of my all-time favorite mom's stories. So before I actually get into the message, let me go ahead and share this. There was, there was a mom out that was walking her four-year-old daughter when her girl picked up something from the ground 
and started to put it in her mouth. And the mother, she tells it in her own words what took place. She said, I, I, took, the, I took the item away from her and I asked her, don't do that. Her daughter very quickly asked, well, why? She said, because it's been lying outside and you don't know where it's been and it's dirty and it probably has germs. Well, at that point, her daughter looked at, at her with total admiration and, and asked, wow, how, how do you know this stuff? It, 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 you know, and so mom thought very quickly and she, she said, well, all moms know this stuff. It's on the mommy test. You have to know it or, or they don't let you be a mommy. So they, they walked along in silence for about two or three minutes and little girls pondering all that, just going, whoa. Then all of a sudden her eyes lit up and she says, oh, I get it. So if you don't pass the test, you have to be a daddy. Sorry, guys, we get our chance in about a month, okay? But I think all of us guys, from the bottom of our hearts, say, bless you, moms. Thank goodness you passed the mommy test. We, we want to honor every woman who is here today. And we want to remind you that after the service, on your way out, we have a special gift that we'd like to put in your hands just to say thank you. When, when I come to God's Word and, and I consider the role of women in the ministry of Jesus, it, it becomes really apparent that he wasn't the traditionalist that came along with rabbinical teachings of his day. I find it interesting that his ministry kind of really represents a break in Judaism in regards concerning the role of women. And some have called his, his approach nothing short of revolutionary. You'll find that Jesus placed a high value on women. Now remember, we're not talking about the culture of America. We're talking about the culture of the Middle East and how that is placed and what takes place. And, and, and the way that Jesus placed that value, was unprecedented in contemporary Judaism. And we see that in examples in a lot of different places of Jesus interacting with women. You have the Samaritan woman in John 4, the woman caught in adultery in John 8, the widow at, the widow at Nain in, in Luke 7, the woman that had the bleeding disorder in Luke 8, the, the Gentile woman in Matthew 15, and were all the recipients of his, they were all recipients of, of his care, of his compassion, of his grace, of his unconditional love. The parables, Jesus' favorite way of teaching, were filled with a lot of positives of women. And, and you can see them all the way through the Gospels. In fact, Jesus encourages Martha to be more like Mary, who sat at his feet to be instructed by him. Martha got all upset because she thought it was in the performance, and Jesus is saying, no, it's in the condition. And, 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 and whereas the rabbis of that day, and even of today, would rather burn the law and apply the, than apply the lessons that he taught. It's, it's also, to me, important to note that Jesus also held 
women personally responsible for their own sin. And you find that through John and Luke and those places. So with that in mind, I want to take a look today at our text for Mother's Day. And I believe that this is a place where we can learn some things about the heart of a mother. Take a look with me at Matthew 27. It says, Many women were there, watching from a distance. They had followed Jesus from Galilee to care for his needs. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joses, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. How many know God values mothers? And he has, has made and has assigned them as the guardians of our hearts. They, they, they tend to our needs. They take care of our hurts and problems because they do not want us to become damaged by this world that's around us and the stuff of life. You know, it's, it's not just a bunch of rules and regulations. It's out of a heart of concern. In fact, I believe God has placed in mom's something ferocious when it comes to protecting the hearts of their kids. How many have ever seen your mom get ferocious? I used to warn people that my mother bites. So if you haven't had all your shots, stay away. That's, that's, you know. But in this passage of Scripture, what I've done is I've identified four characteristics of what I believe to be God, a godly mom from these two verses. And the first one is this. A godly mom is there when you need her. A godly mom is there when you need her. And, and, and the first part of 55 there says, many women were there. You have a, a bunch of women who could be found in the proximity of Jesus throughout his ministry as far as here on earth. In fact, some of them even supported him financially. Look at it. It says, with the end of verse 1, it says, the 12 were with him and also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come out. Joanna, the wife of Cusa, the manager of Herod's household, Susanna, and many others. These women were, these women were helping to support them out of their own means. If, if, if we focus in on, on Mary, the mother of Jesus, I, you know, my mind kind of stirs on things like this. I wonder how many conversations she had with Jesus while, you know, he was with her growing up. You know those kind of mom talks I'm talking about? Those, I wonder how many times Jesus might have, you know, fallen and, and hurt himself and, and Mary's there to pick him up and to help him. Or how many times did Jesus have to deal with some really dumb words out there, scornful words from others that were just either in their family or their neighborhood as far as that's concerned, especially under the conditions of which he was born, conceived out of wedlock. Mary was there for him throughout his childhood and continued to be there for him during his adult years. I think a lot of us could probably relate to some times when our mom was there for us. And, and, and it's possible some of you remember times when your mom wasn't there for us. We can be thankful for the good memories and learn to forgive the failures of the past. 
But the most important concern is, are we willing to be there for those who need our compassion and acceptance? Are we willing to be there? There there are people all around us, and we're not there by chance. I don't believe in chance. I believe in divine appointments. I believe that we find ourselves in places with people who are around us who need our compassion and acceptance. I didn't say they need you to do things for them. I didn't say that that you need to sit down and write them out a check. I said they need your compassion and they need your acceptance. How many know that acceptance and approval is two different things? I find people get that confused all the time. People think that if you don't approve of them, then you don't accept them. I got news for you. I can accept you wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly and not approve of what you're doing. Absolutely. And that's the, you know, that's the whole point, the basis of this. Now, number two, you have a godly mom who watches those they love. A godly mom watches over those they love. Again, in verse 55, many men, women were there watching from a distance. How many know what it's like to be out there and you can just feel your, your mother's eyes glaring at you and she's nowhere around, right? It's like she knows. I'll never forget, you know, I, I had an accident at, in high school, right in the high school parking lot. I'm pulling out of my space and a guy came around. It was his fault. He was coming around the corner too fast and hit me. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. It, that's, and I'm sticking to it, too. <laughs> but I'm like, and there's nothing you can do. It's in the parking lot of the school. You just take care of what you take care of. But I'm sick to my stomach because, you know, it was our, our family's only car. And here I've got to come home, and I've got the, the front right panel smashed in, and, and, and uh, it's like, come around down the street and turn up into the driveway, would you believe, would you believe she was already standing out there like this? And she didn't ask, are you okay? What happened? No, she, what did you do? And yeah, hi, Ma. (laughs) Well, it just, they're just always watching. And, 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 and they're wanting to protect us as they keep an eye on us. You know, they want to do what they can to keep us out of harm. And I find that even while I'm gone, or what, I'm sorry, while I'm gone, while she's gone, you know, mom passed away several years ago, and I, I can still at different times hear that voice, see that look, depending on what's going on and what's happening. And it, 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 it just, it scares me. <laughs> it just, but that's the, her heart was for, she, for her kids. And as these women watched the horrific events of that one day, they, they knew they were powerless to intervene. Their, their motherly hearts, which are incredible hearts, they're breaking as they witnessed all the abuse that, that Jesus is enduring at the hands of his executioners. And finally, they watch as, 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 as the one they loved died 
And the watching didn't stop there, however. Down in verse 61, we find two of them watching the tomb. And on, on, on Sunday, they came back to, to watch the tomb again, hoping to gain access so they could wrap fragrant spices and prep the body of Jesus. Moms are watchers, amen? They're guardians of the hearts. <laughs> There's a story about a hot summer day down in Florida where a little boy decided to go for a swim in the old swimming hole that was behind his house. So he, he's in a hurry, you know, to get into the water, and he runs out the back door, just boom, leaving his shoes and his socks and his shirt, everything just being thrown off as he runs down, and he flew himself into the water, not realizing that as he swam toward the middle of the lake, there was an alligator swimming toward the shore. Well, well, his mom in the house, she's looking out the window, and she saw the two as they got closer and closer together. So mom, she comes out screaming, you know, and, and she runs toward the water, yelling at her son as loud as she can, he heard her voice, and he became alarmed and made a U-turn to swim to his mother. But it was a little late, because just as he reached her, the alligator reached him. And, and, and she's on the dock, and she, she grabs her little boy by the arms just as the alligator snatched his legs. And they begin this incredible tug-of-war between the two of them. The alligator was much stronger than the mother, uh, but the mother was too passionate to let go. It just so happened that a farmer was driving down and, and heard the screams, raced from his truck, took his rifle, took aim, and shot the alligator. After a number of weeks in the hospital, a little boy survived. His legs were incredibly scarred by that attack. And, and on his arms, there were huge, deep scratches where his mother's fingernails just dug into his flesh because of her effort to hang on to her son. The newspaper reporter who actually interviewed the boy after the trauma asked him if he would show him his scars. So the boy lifted up his pant legs, and then with this smile and pride on his face, he said to the reporter, but look at my arms. I have great scars on my arms too. I have them because my mom wouldn't let me go. I don't know about you, but I can identify with that little boy. The truth is, with all of us here, we have scars too. Maybe not from an alligator or anything maybe quite so dramatic, but the truth is we have scars of a painful past. Some of those scars are, are they're unsightly. They've caused us a lot of deep regrets. But some wounds are because God, through mom, has refused to let us go. And I am so thankful for that. Remember the fierceness or, or the ferocity of a mother's love. And guess where that comes from? Yeah, you got it. It comes from God himself. And when he watches over us, it's not a passive thing. God doesn't just lightly watch over us. He is actively involved in our lives, sometimes pulling us to safety, sometimes giving us discipline. 
always giving us what we need to be faithful to Him and to keep moving ahead with Him. It's about trusting Him. It's about knowing that He is with us and that He loves us. The third thing is, a godly mom follows Jesus. It says in verse 55 there that they had followed Jesus from Galilee. This is no short trip. These women had been following Jesus for what may have been three and a half years. They, they'd been around and they'd heard His teachings. They had witnessed His miracles. These, these women of resource had invested themselves in who He was and as well in what He was doing. Now, I, I, I always have to admire the spiritual attentiveness that I often see in women of faith. Man, I've, I've had some powerful women, prayer warriors, interceders that have been in my life. Sitting down and talking with them and hearing them share from their hearts, their concerns. I mean, the, the, uh, there's, there's one lady I remember. She was an older lady. She was a prayer warrior like you wouldn't believe. She was up early in the morning for the next number of hours. She would take needs before God beseeched. She would intercede. She was somebody that believed that God was going to do in their lives according to the heart that he placed in her. It's called the prayers of a righteous man availeth much. I thank God for the spiritual attentiveness of, of, of the mothers, of the, of the women that have been in our lives, men. Can you say amen to that? <laughs> hmm. Somehow they seem to have this, these, these extra set of wires that us guys don't seem to have that give them a, a, a greater spiritual awareness. Uh, perhaps maybe that's the reason that there are usually more women than men in church. I don't know, but it could be. I find that mothers, the greatest gift that you can give to your, your children is to pass on to them the faith and the love that you have for Jesus. Well, dads too, but that, that, that's next month, okay? But for right now, that's huge. I, I remember a fellow saying to me a number of years ago, well, you know, when you go, you can't take your stuff with you. you there's not, I mean, you, you're gonna, you, when you go, you can't take And I looked at him and I said, hmm, I don't necessarily agree with that. For when I go, I want to take my family with me. And that comes when we pass on to them the faith and the love that we have for Jesus. I love what 2 Timothy there says. It says, I have been reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. Moms, can I say this from the bottom of my heart? Follow Jesus and pass it on to your kids and those around you. Love him, follow him, and pass that on to your kids. You know, we talk about men of integrity all the time, but I also want to talk about ladies of integrity. Ladies whose lives continue to express his love, and their rest in who he is. 
keep hearing that song in my head, He is able to deliver thee. He is able to deliver thee. What, what, what a powerful hymn that is. But let me finish up with this, 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 this fourth point. It is that a godly mom cares for the needs of those they love. How true that is. Matthew 27, 56, they had followed Jesus from Galilee to care for his needs. How many know moms give and give and give and give, and often with very little thanks or reward? Amen? Yeah. We're going to incite a riot here. That's what we're going to do. They, they, they go to great trouble to care for the needs of their families. Hello? How about lack of sleep? Cooking. Cleaning. Doing laundry. And often working outside of the home. And so much more. Amen? I mean, am I getting an amen out of this or what? Yeah, I thought so. None of the men are saying a thing. You know, for us men, when we come home from work, we can't wait to approach that door and open it and walk in and go, oh, I'm home. Sit down and, you know, get a big glass of iced tea and, and go ahead and watch some news or just, you know, whatever, check our emails or do whatever, whatever we're doing. And just, man, it's our castle. The home is our castle. Mom comes home from work and what? I sense a spirit in this place. You know what happens? Moms don't see home as a castle. They see it as a second job. And so when they get home, now they got to do this, now they got to do that. And there's a lot of single moms that have to try to fill the role of a dad as well. And guys, I'm going to tell you, that, that responsibility really comes to us guys in the church to help support them. I'll leave that alone for right now, but moms not only tend to the physical needs of their family, but to the emotional and spiritual ones as well. I can't tell you how many people attribute their own faith and their motivation to the prayers of their mother, to the prayers of their grandma. I mean, let's be real. You're watching football, right, guys? You know, and the camera zooms down to the sideline and to the guy that just made the big play, and what does he do? He comes out and says, Hi, Ma. You never see him go, Hi, Dad. That's because of the influence and the impact that you have. Moms, you've got a tough job. You, you've... You've passed the mommy test. And now it's a life of continual service. I'll never forget the words of my own mom. You're always going to be my kid. <laughs> you don't know how much that has scared me through my adult life. But there are moments of reward. But I also know there's a lot of stress, headache, worry and a ton of work that's involved and we this morning just want to say to you thank you and let you know that what you do really does matter 
It really does make a difference. And so I'll say to every mom that's in here, hang on. <laughs> Keep up the good work. I'll admit it on behalf of all the other guys. We'd be lost without you. But I say to you, keep on watching, following Jesus, caring for needs, and being there for your family. God has made you a guardian of hearts and lives in a way that lives in the lives of those who are under your care. But I want to suggest another test this morning that we all need to pass. No matter who you are, a relationship with Jesus Christ is the most important relationship you will ever have. Your marital status, whether you're a mother or a dad, is not the most important thing about you. You matter to God for who you are. And on this Mother's Day, remember that you are not defined primarily by your role in a family, but by your relationship to Jesus as his follower. Jesus redefines what is of ultimate importance in, in Mark's gospel, the third chapter and verse 35. The crowd, if you remember, had singled out Jesus' natural family, indicating that his mother and his brothers were there. Notice, notice how Jesus redirects this to show that a love relationship that leads to obedience is far more important than any earthly family ties. He says, Whosoever does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. So here's my question to you this morning. Are you in his family? Are you in his family? He asks you to come to me. Come to me. Maybe we all need to hear his, his invitation. And whether we've answered it in the past or not, we need to answer it today. And I believe come closer to him than we've ever been. He will give us rest from a weary life of demands, from all the expectations, even from the unwanted surprises. He calls us to link our lives with Him. And He will lead us and He will help us if we make that choice to say yes to Him this morning. Lord, I thank You for Your Word. I thank You for what You've been speaking to us and in us. And so this morning as we, stand, as we sit here together, we thank you for what you have done, the way that you've impacted us through our mothers in our lives, to those who have shaped us, influenced us, impacted us. Not always the good stuff, there's the bad stuff as well, the, the stuff that makes mistakes, but Lord, nonetheless, you've shown us things. You've shown us ourselves. And I pray here this morning that if there is one here who does not know that relationship with you, which is far greater than any other, 
that their hearts would make that choice to say yes to you this morning. Lord, touch our lives here. Let us see what we haven't seen and know what we haven't known. With every head bowed in this place, let me ask this question. You're here, and you don't have a relationship with Christ. This isn't about how evil you've been, or how bad you've been, or how good you've been. This is about a relationship. You, you don't have a relationship with a spouse based on how good you've been or how bad you've been. You have a relationship because you love them. And I want you to know that God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son that if you would believe upon him, you would not perish but have everlasting life. And if that's you this morning and you know in your life you need that relationship with him. And this morning, this is a day of choice. It's a day of yes to what he's done for you. And that's you, where you're sitting. Would you just signify that? In my heart, I'm saying yes. By just lifting your hand up right where you're at. I just want to pray with you right where you sit. Without anybody else looking, everybody else praying. It's going to take guts. I know it. It's, it's like coming home and having to tell mom the truth. But this morning... God's looking for that heart that is seeing an action by the lifting of that hand. If that's you this morning, and your heart's saying yes to him, would you just affirm that yes with an upraised hand? We just want to pray with you right where you're at. God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Would you stand with me this morning? I want you to listen to this song that's about to be played and to let it encourage you in fact during the song you're going to hear an invitation and if God's dealing with your heart your, your life I want to invite you to come and find a place of prayer around these altars we're, we're going to have a word of prayer over the ladies of our house but I want to invite you at this point in time while this song is being played to know the fullness of what he's wanting to do in your life. So, Wendy, go ahead and start that, if you will. If you know the song, you're welcome to sing. With, with, with. Go ahead and pump it up.
this moment at this time your call is so real to our hearts and so again I pray Father there be one here and I'm just going to ask if, if that's you this morning you know, I, God's a God of second chances man and I believe that he's given an invitation here this morning so if that's you and your heart no, this he's waiting for you here. I'm going to ask you to pray this prayer with me. Pray it with the house as we pray it together. But don't just pray it from your head. Let it be prayed from your heart. As you have made that choice to say yes to his rest, to his peace, and to his joy. Would you pray it with us, Jesus? Thank you for loving me. I ask you to come into my heart, into my life. Forgive me of my sin and save me. This day, I give myself to you as you have given yourself to me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can somebody give him praise this morning? If you're standing nearby your wife or your mother, could you sort of put your arm around them? Or if, if you're not by one of them, Maybe you're a lady here that's by yourself. Why don't you get with another lady? Just sort of scoot over to that lady. and Maybe you're allowed three. You can do three. You know, just we're a weird church, so don't worry about it. There's Tess. We need Tess. Tess, you moving up? Those, those wheels were meant for rolling, I know. We want to say thank you to you again, ladies on the bottom of our hearts. Some of you obviously still have mothers that are here. Some of you have watched as your mother has passed on into eternity. You have been loved. Okay, maybe your mom wasn't the greatest. Maybe you're one of those products that unfortunately has suffered at the hand of your mom. 
but you are still loved. And you're not here by chance. And God himself is wrapping his arms around you and loving on you. You got your, you got your arms or hands there, something so that the ladies know that you're praying for them this morning. Lord, thank you for the women of the church who impact us, who nurture us, who influence us. Thank you for the guardian of our hearts. Thank you for letting us realize your love for us through them. And I pray this day that you will bless them, strengthen them, and encourage them. They, they grow weary in doing well. They're, they're stressed. They're pulled at different ends. They're trying to make all things work together as they care for everyone and, and, and continue. Lord, I, would this day, I pray, be a day of peace for them? Would hands reach out to them in love and bless them? Let them know how special they are. So God, I pray, not just this day, but may their lives be blessed, strengthened, and encouraged. I pray that you will be with them in their going-ins and their coming-outs. I pray for wisdom and insight rather than reaction. I pray for understanding rather than impulse. I pray that you will watch over them, keep them. I pray that you will cause their hearts to be filled with rest, peace, and joy. Lord, protect them and keep them safe and impart your health to them, we pray, as we give you thanks for them, as we give you thanks for what you've done. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Well, give him praise. You know, I just realized we probably weren't supposed to get that close to each other. Oh, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, but you know what? I believe God needed us to do that with each other this morning. I want to say this again. As the worship team gets ready to minister in song, these altars are open. We'd love if you feel God's still doing something. This is the place to come. We're here to pray with you for you with their needs may God richly bless you and encourage you this day God bless you you are dismissed